with the knowledge that you already have, start building that community and your brand first. And I think that's really important, no matter what you're doing right now, too, is making sure you're building your personal brand so that if whatever you're doing fails, you always can lean back on that personal brand because you've built what that is first. You are listening to one of my favorite people on the planet, Kara Ayala. She is a money multiplier, a female investor who coaches women on how to be successful while at the same time having amazing marriages and incredible relationships with their children. As Kara says, you can do both. And in this episode, we break down all the things, business, marriage, growing together with your significant partner, raising kids, and the importance of building wealth. She also shares what holds people back from creating abundance in their lives. This episode is for those who want to build wealth, not only in terms of money, but in business and relationships as well. So the question is, how do entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts scale to create a massive business all while having fun and impacting lives? Welcome to The Raquel Show. I'm your host, Raquel Quinette, business coach, real estate entrepreneur, investor, wife, and sports mom. This podcast will give you real quick tips, strategies, tools, and inspire you to help you play bigger in business and in life. Are you ready? Let's grow to the next level. Welcome to The Raquel Show. This show is for entrepreneurs who want to play bigger in business and in life. And today I have a very special guest who I met at one of my very first women's event. And I knew from the moment that I met her, she was an absolute powerhouse. And she's a beautiful person inside and out. She's an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, a mentor, and an advocate for women, wives, and moms. She has grown and sold multiple million dollar businesses in real estate, construction, plumbing, HVAC, and property management. And she's a great example of building an empire without sacrificing relationships. She's the host of Marriage, Money, and Mayhem podcast. Welcome to the show, Kara Ayala. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about your podcast and um, just really excited to be here. I remember when Kara actually was at a brunch that we were at. And she was saying that she was going to launch her podcast and she has been such an inspiration to me. So I'm excited to interview you today on our podcast. So tell us, because you are an advocate for, you know, multiplying wealth, women, tell us like what led you to be an advocate for multiplying wealth and teaching women how to magnetize it. Okay. So we maybe we start like way back when, (laughs) um, my husband and I married really, really young and I'm like really, really young. We were in our early twenties and immediately started having babies. And he was a plumber and I worked at a doctor's office and we just really didn't, you know, we just, we didn't go to college. There was no like plans of anything, but one of the things that was really important to us was having a really strong family foundation. And we wanted to be like, the best parents. We wanted to be at all the sporting events and be really present. And a couple of years into our marriage, my husband had has was working out of town. So we had two little boys and I was pregnant with our last child, my daughter. And the entire pregnancy, he was working out of town. 
because that's where the job was. And he would be gone all week, come home on the weekends, wash his clothes like on Sunday and head out the door. And, you know, for the whole nine months, we finally looked at each other and we're like, why are we doing this? Like, this is not what we had planned for. And in my mind, I always thought that if you owned your own business, that you would be sacrificing your family life because that would become the priority. And so I just had this fear in my mind of that would, that would happen. But, you know, at this point we were living that worst case scenario because we weren't seeing each other, you know, he was gone. So we didn't have the family unit that we wanted. So we were just like, let's just go for it. And so we started our first business and then quickly realized that we had just bought ourselves a job. And I think that this happens a lot of times when you become an entrepreneur is, you know, yes, you're now own your time, but sometimes your business starts owning you. Right. And so we started really just, we, we hired a coach right away because um, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and um, our, the coach started asking us questions. And one of the questions that really woke us up was if your business isn't providing the lifestyle that you want, then you just own a job, which is what I just said. So we were like, okay, what do we need to do to start shifting to, you know, that place. So, you know, we start implementing more of a team aspect of like freeing up our time within the business so we could be more of the visionary. And then we started investing in real estate, which is what I love to create other streams of income and also build our assets. So that's kind of like where it started and why I became, I didn't know about multiple streams of income or building wealth, but that kind of started us on that path. Yeah, I love all of that because, you know, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and some of them probably own a job today as they are trying to scale. And, you know, with you having the diversification and understanding that, like having different streams of income, even while owning a business, is important. How important do you think mindset is? Because not everybody thinks about, you know, creating wealth, especially when they're building a business or scaling a business. How important is mindset? Oh gosh. I think mindset is probably the most important. You know, if you don't start shifting the way that you think about money and the lifestyle and really focusing in on your why and the way that you think about it and, and really rewriting those stories, because most of the thoughts, even me thinking that owning a business, we wouldn't have family time. That was just a story that was told to me. So really rewriting those old stories that we have around wealth or building the lifestyle that we want. And money is just that tool. So I think like the mindset around money just really amplifies like who, who you are and who you're going to show up as. And so it's so important to like backtrack and say like, are these stories mine or were they passed to me through my parents and, or through the school system or through society? And is it the story that I truly want to live? Mm, that's so good because, you know, oftentimes some, th those are like roadblocks. Um, when we do have that money block of like, do I deserve this or is this enough? Right. And so I'm glad that you said that, you know, one of the things that I admire you about you is you and Mike, your husband, Mike have been able to build lots of different things together, not only a great family, but also work in business. And it's not oftentimes like that we hear couples can work together in a business. So what would you say are some of the key things that make your part partnership successful in both business and in life? 
Yeah. I love this question. And to be honest, in the very beginning, it was not very pretty. So just to put that out there, like when you do have a business and you're in business together and you're also married, it takes a little bit of that emotional intelligence and working through problems to realize that they're separate and separating them. And when you come home, leaving that at, at the, at the business, but at the same time, we've never not talked about business. So we, it's very integrated into our lives. We love our businesses. We love to talk about our futures and dreaming together. So that's always kind of a part of our lives. But I think the biggest thing is finding out what our strengths are and staying in our own lanes and knowing that like they, whatever your partner is, you know, they're really good at and what you're really good at and just staying out of the lane of what they're good at, because sometimes we want to be like, kind of dabble in there and be like, oh, well, no, you should do this a little bit better, but actually that's their zone of genius. So just let them do what they're good at. And then you do what you're good at. Actually, the only thing we're really doing together these days is our couple's mastermind. But there was a lot of times, I mean, I would say he was probably the more entrepreneurial type when I first, when we were first started a business. So I kind of like fell into that. Like I was his employee for a little while and it didn't sit well with me in the beginning. So we, we had some good blowouts too. So I don't want to like paint the picture that like, it's always just been perfect. Like it's taken us time to be able to navigate and understand each other's needs and, and what those roles are in our business. There's so many like nuggets in what you just said is, is staying. And I'm sure that that's hard. Even as I think about my relationship of staying in your zone of genius, because oftentimes you want to say, I think you should do X, Y, Z. And you talked about this couple mastermind. And what I see with you and Mike is that you guys continue to grow, invest together. And like, how did this come about when you guys like birthed this couple mastermind? How long have you guys been married, by the way? We've been married for 23 years. Amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, I would go to events with Mike. I don't know if this is years and years ago, maybe 12 years ago. And there would be all these men that would come up to me and they would say things like, I wish I could get my wife to come here. And, you know, how, how did you get, how did you come here? Like, how did he get you to come here? And I would just kind of look at them. Like, have you invited have you invited her here? You know, like, have you actually had the invitation? And then in my world, you know, I'm surrounded by these powerful women and they're asking me the same questions of how do I get my man to come to, you know, to learn more, to grow more into into personal development, whatever that is. And, you know, I think there was just a lack in that space that we saw. There was not really a lot of things where a couple could come together, whether one is like an entrepreneur and one is not, or maybe they both are, it doesn't really matter. But I think having the same vision and getting on the same page is so important. And so it's a space that we wanted to create in case somebody had a spouse that maybe was intimidated to come into these kinds of rooms and they could come into this room and it's not, you know, they're both going to be new in this. It's not like it's all about business, right? So we bring in a lot of money experts and investing experts and relationships experts, but it's not like a business mastermind. Mm. You know, that makes me think about a question because oftentimes you said you guys bring in money experts and you guys are growing together. You guys are in this couple mastermind. How often do you see where the couple has different perspectives on money and how do you get on the same page? Uh, I mean, I think all the time because we're raised (laughs) in different households, right? I mean, even Mike and I, like we had totally different perspectives of how money was and, and how, you know, abundance or scarcity where I, I was kind of in that more scarcity for a long time. And he really drew me into the more abundance of 
there's an abundance of money out there. We just have to tap into that and allow ourselves to receive that. But it took him being very gentle with me. And I think that that's one thing is if, the, if you are the person who maybe has that more abundant, you know, you balance each other out too, because, you know, if, if he just had his way, you know, we would be buying probably a lot more uh, liabilities <laughs> because he loves big toys. Right. So I think there is a balance between those and understanding like what the big vision is and getting on the same page of like, what do we want our lifestyle to look like? And I, this is such a tricky one, but it's, I think you're, partner that you pick to marry is the biggest decision you will ever make. And so if you're not married yet, like really consider that of like 10, 15, 20 years down the road, do your visions align? And are you going in the same direction? Because that's the most important thing, because if your visions don't align overall, it's really hard to get on the same page when your visions don't align. Oh my gosh. I got chills as I was like rubbing my like shoulders because it's so true. Like the partner that you pick is super important to anything that you build and like just your life and your journey in life. And you know what I think I really love about you and Mike is not only are you guys business partners, but you have been married for over 20 years, 23. How do you you know, keep that freshness of marriage alive while running multiple things. I think, you know, one of the things I think that always has held Mike and I together is we'd like to dream together. We always have had been like big dreamers. Um, and I think that that's really helpful because it helps us to always be in that creative zone of what's possible. And, you know, we're always challenging each other. And then we're really big on weekly date nights. I know you're big on that too, but every week without, you know, question, we make it a priority. It's a non-negotiable for us to connect. And, you know, when we first started, there was a couple of times when we were like, we're going to make this a thing. And, you know, we hadn't connected as much in the years prior. So sometimes I would be like crying <laughs> in the middle of dinner and he'd be like looking around, like, oh, do all these people think that like, you know, I'm hurting her, but it was just like me being able to express myself. So I think working through that piece of it too, but having that connection place once a week where we know we're going to connect and we have fun together too. I think that that's something that's really overlooked is do you have fun together? And a lot of times we forget to keep having fun with our partner because of businesses or kids or whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you. And we let everything drown out what really attracted to us in the first place. So I think that that's why we, how we keep it alive is we always try to have fun together. We always have to tr try to have trips planned where it's just him and I and those connection pieces and then daily connection too. So whether it's a quick walk, maybe we are chatting over coffee in the morning, whatever that is, we make sure we connect daily too. Oh, I love seeing, by the way, like the vacations, the journey that you guys on and when you guys were RVing, because it was just super cool to see that all on social media. So I want to shift gears for a little bit. And I think that as I think about our listeners, I know there are people that hate to talk about money. And I always want to learn from people that have experience. So the question is, how did you make your first million? Mm, well. So we, our first million was probably was with our first business, which was a plumbing and HVAC company. And, you know, I really think the, the reason we, we were in a smaller town and we just took advantage. So I think like looking at your surroundings and seeing what is the need 
And so we knew that there was a need there. We knew that we could go in and do something different than nobody else that nobody else was doing because they were in an old system, right? So looking around at your surroundings, no matter what that is and seeing how you can add value to that. And so what we just went in and we hired coaches. So I think that that's super important too, is hiring coaches, but we did it with our first company, which was the HVAC and plumbing company. Awesome. And if you lost everything today, how would you rebuild? I love this question (laughs) so much. How would I rebuild? I think I'm never scared to lose anything, everything. And I know that sounds weird. I mean, there is a part of me that's like, oh, like you get that, like, oh my gosh, what would happen? But with the knowledge that you have and what you've gained and everything you've learned, it's going to be so much easier the second time. I think what I would do is start a community first of, first of all, and really just start adding value to the people with, with the knowledge that you already have, start building that community and your brand first. And I think that's really important, no matter what you're doing right now too, is making sure you're building your personal brand so that if whatever you're doing fails, you always can lean back on that personal brand because you've built what that is first. So I think I would lean really heavily into my personal brand and also like real estate. I will always probably invest in real estate. So I would definitely go back to real estate or not go back. I'm in real estate, but I would go like heavily into like not as passively. Like right now we're more passive. So I would be more um, active. Oh, so good. Because, you know, my mentor says that brand, I'm glad that you brought up brand because brand they say is the most efficient business model with brand. I mean, you look at the Kardashians, if they shouted you out today and you were famous or Oprah tomorrow, you can pretty much sell anything. Yep. (laughs) Right. And, and because you're in real estate and there's a lot of people that listen in that are in the real estate industry, what would you be investing in today? I really love affordable housing uh, because especially in this time right now, if there is a downturn, that's, you know, everybody kind of moves down, down the ladder. If you have to like move out of your apartment, your nicer apartment into something less. So I love affordable housing and I also like higher end. So I think we're in a time right now where that's getting divided, the poor and the, and, and the rich and the middle class is kind of disappearing, which is really, it's kind of a scary time, but we need to be moving more towards building our wealth. That's why we need to be building our wealth. That's why we need to be doubling down on our income producing activities uh, because we need to be shifting. But I do think that there's opportunity in the higher end things, maybe like luxury Airbnbs, things like that. And then also we invest in mobile home parks. That's our favorite asset asset class. But you know, there's a lot of different ways to um, you know, single family homes. There's all kinds of, of ways with real estate, but that's what has, are my two favorites. So good. And I want to shift gears because I'm going to talk about family and you are a mom, you're an entrepreneur, you're a powerhouse. And so how do you do it all at such a high level? Uh, Lots of help. You know, right now my kids are older, so I'm not having to be as involved in their everyday lives, but I always made it like I wanted them to be a priority. So no matter what, they were the priority. The kids were the, my priority. Um, and then household things. I think that that's something that's overlooked. We've chatted on this so many times because it's one of those things where you're like, you kind of don't want to let it go. Like somebody doing your laundry or cooking your food or whatever that looks like, because it's been so programmed into us as women to do it all. And we can be it all. And we're super, super women, which we are, but I would rather be spending my time with my kids or in my business or doing something that I actually enjoy than doing laundry or picking up my groceries. There's so many ways that you can outsource household things so that you can be present in the moments that you want to be. 
So good. As we talk about family and we talk about like our circle of friends, you know, for those that are scaling their business and wealth, how do you handle family members or friends that say, don't you think you have enough? Or when are you guys going to stop? Or, you know, you guys are so busy. What like keeps you, you know, building more? Mm. We have not had a lot of family or friends say those types of things to us. Like, when is it enough? Um, but I've, I've heard that question and I, we have contemplated that question too. And I think when it's enough, and I have a mentor that says this, and I, and I was like, this resonates so much. It's, it's enough when it stops being fun. When you're not having fun and you're, you know, because sometimes we can't get in that, like, you know, hamster wheel of like, I just one more thing, one more thing. And we start, you know, we're not actually enjoying our lives. And so I think I, we love, I don't, I don't believe in retirement. I don't think we're made to retire. Most people die after they retire or they get bored. And so I think we will always create something because it's fun to us. So I think making sure that like, it's fun. And my answer to somebody who would say, when is enough enough? That's that would be my answer when it stops being fun. When it stops being fun and that you couldn't have said that any better. I remember talking to my mentor and he was like, what is it that Raquel wants to build? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to have fun right now, <laughs> I love you it. know? And so my next question is, what, is, what are some of the mistakes that you see people make when it comes to wanting to build wealth? I think not being patient and wanting to accomplish so much overnight because we see all of these other people doing these amazing things, but really behind the scenes, you know, and I think we kind of know this, that it's taken years, but it's so easy to get in that, like, but I want it now and I know I can handle it. But I think, you know, not being in a hurry and taking things slow, understanding what you're investing in, it should be simple. It should be, you should be able to understand it and really taking ownership of your financial education, like really trying to understand how finances work and working on your money mindset first, and then putting your money to work for you. Mm. What do you think is the most important lesson that you've learned in your journey as you look back that impacted you the most? I think, you know, not doubting yourself, like really going there's so many times when you're starting out something new and it feels so scary because it's unknown. And you know, I always like to tap into my future self because she's a lot wiser than I am. Um, and I'm actually reading the Brian, or I think it's Brian Hardy, um, his book. He just came out with a book called Be Your Future Self Now. And I just started reading the first couple of pages. And he was talking about how he came home from work and he had had a busy day. And he, he was like, what would I think if I was 50 years old? And he, you know, he knew he was going to come home to like little kids stuff everywhere and his wife cooking dinner. And, you know, he's like, and if he was 50, he'd have these 30 year old kids. He was just kind of like tapping into that. And he came out and he was like greeting his daughter, like, oh my gosh, like, how would you react? So I think, you know, really tapping back into your future self of what would I not appreciate right now? What do I need to appreciate right now? Because so many times we're trying to push away the most uncomfortable situations when really, if we could just savor those moments, that's where the magic is. Mm, love that. And I have to get that book again. So what's next for Kara? What are you most excited about that you're working on? 
I'm most excited. Um, I've been working this year on a club for female females to invest for investors. So it's going to be a spot where women who have built, you know, an income stream that's that's doing well. So it's for accredited investors who are making two hundred thousand a year or more, or have a million dollars in net worth, and they want to invest and they want to put make their money work for them, but they just don't know where to start. And it's going to be a place where we have guest speakers coming in monthly who are experts at what they do with all asset classes and you know tax experts and all of those things. And then we'll bring in opportunities as well for people to actually have... We'll break down deals. You can see what it's like and you'll have the opportunity to invest in those deals as well. And any deals that I bring will be ones that I've already worked through and it would be something that I would invest in. So you'll be set up good from the from the standpoint, but you'll be learning through the process. So you'll feel more confident in what you... So you can put your money to work for you. I am so excited for this. And I have waited for Kara to put this together. So where can people connect with you or find out more? Probably Instagram is the best place. Applications will probably be open July. So Kara underscore Ayala and DM me. Um, I would love to connect with you if that's something you're interested in. I love it. And we'll also put it in the show notes. And there's always one question as we wrap up that I ask every single one of our guests is what does Kara do to play bigger in business and in life? My biggest thing is really just taking leaps, like doing the scary things when I don't want to. And there's been so many times in my life and I can, and when I look back at the times where it really made a difference, it's, it's the times where I was really, really scared. And, you know, you're looking over that edge of that cliff and you just have to go all in. So I think, you know, anytime I'm going to do something big, it's scary. So that's, that's what I do is I just, I just jump when I know that it's time to jump. Oh my gosh, Kara, thank you so much for giving us so much value in our community today. I appreciate you. I miss you because she moved away and I am excited to keep cheering you on and playing bigger with you, my friend. Wow. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you for listening to this episode and hanging out with me today. If you're loving The Raquel Show and you've gotten value from it for your business or your life, please don't forget to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. I'd love to connect with you further, so text me at www.textraquel.com and send me a message. You'll be added to our VIP list for updates and special events we're hosting for our community. I look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode.